Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, what's up, podcast people? Actually had a buddy today. She she told me, you know, I was talking about that Andy Minio song last time, coming in hot in Lecrae. It's Andy Minio in, in Lecrae. Uh, but it's like, coming in hot. She's like, I can't even listen to that song anymore without hearing your voice. It's like, man. That's, I don't know if that's good or if that's terrifying. I don't know. But um, I, I, I don't think she's listening to that song anymore. But, hey, it's uh, she's missing out. It's all right. Um, I am still listening to that song. Had a big meeting today and had a little burp, 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 coming in hot playing in the, in the car uh, on the radio just before I go in. So, yeah, still getting it done. Um, man, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm good. Um, here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. I am pretty excited about college football. It's coming. It's starting. Come on. Let's go. Right? Now, here's the thing. Growing up, I grew up in Georgia, just north of Atlanta. Uh, we had two choices. You were either a bulldog or you were a yellow jacket. Well, I'm here to tell you, I come from a long line of bulldog fans. So, naturally... I'm a bulldog as well, so don't hold that against me. Um, I, I know some people they hear that I'm a Georgia fan and go, "Oh, really? Those Georgia fans are so obnoxious. All they do is bark." Uh, yeah, well, we're we're the bulldogs. We're we're dogs, um, and that's what dogs do. Dogs bark. But um, don't don't be uh, offended. Uh, don't think of me any different uh, because of the team I pull for. I mean, can't we just all get along, right? Now, with that said. Let's let fall officially begin with the start of college football and go dogs. I spared you. I'm just, I could have drawn it out and done the whole bark at the end, but uh, I'm going to spare everybody of that. All right. Um, Okay. So enough of that. Now, uh, just again, I, I know I've told you guys many times before that most of what I talk about on here is something that I have either learned from a book or hearing someone else share about what God has spoken to them. So I, I just want to remind you guys of that. I say that because I want to make sure that I, in no way, shape, or form, take credit for someone else's idea or insight. So I just, I think that if it speaks to me, uh, there's probably a pretty good chance that it's going to speak to others. So this past week, I had the opportunity to attend an FCA, remember FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, an FCA staff retreat. It was for all the FCA staff in North Carolina and South Carolina. And honestly, I love getting to spend time with my brothers and sisters in the ministry. Um, my goodness, it always, always fills me up in so many ways. And uh, last week, 
At this retreat, we we had a chance to hear from one of our FCA brothers, Mitch Mason. Uh, man, if you guys, Mitch is the chaplain for the UNC Tar Heel football team. And what I was about to say is, if you know Mitch, you love him. He is just a just a rock solid guy. I've met him a couple of times, just in passing at some events. Um, but yeah, just hearing from this dude. It always blesses me, and um, and right now, you know, it's always been a treat to hear from Mitch, but Mitch is really battling some serious health issues, so hearing from him during this time, it's really been special. It's been moving, um, so I just wanted to share. He, he got to share something with the staff, and man, it kind of hit me between the eyes and made me kind of go, whoa, like that is some really good stuff. Uh, so again, this is all for Mitch, all for Mitch Mason uh, on staff in North Carolina. So just want to let you guys know, he is a, a good dude getting it done um, in, in furthering the kingdom. So uh, last week when Mitch spoke to us via Zoom, he shared a story that I have heard and I've, I've read it a ton, but through Mitch's telling of this story, I got to see it in a little bit of a new light. So let's dig in. So we're, we're going to be in 1 Chronicles chapter 13. Um, and so when we get to 1 Chronicles 13, we see the story of David moving the ark to Jerusalem. Now, David wanted to move the ark closer to his palace because the ark, at this time, it really represented God's presence. And we know that David was a man that tried to honor God in all that he did, even though he fell short many, many times, we know that David had a heart for worshiping God. So moving the ark closer to his palace, it was a way for David to say, hey, God's presence is important to me, and I want to be close to his presence. So this sounds like a really good thing, right? Yeah, I thought so too. Well, okay, that is until I read on to verses 9 and 10. So if we read down a little bit um, in verses 9 and 10. So as David and his men are moving the ark, uh, again, we read in, in 1 Chronicles thirteen nine. this is what it says. When they came to Shiran's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to hold the ark because the oxen had stumbled. Then the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah. Because he, and he struck him dead because he had reached out to the ark. So after reading this, especially the first couple times I read it, um, you know, a long time ago, I, I was like, okay, hold on. Let me get this straight. David loves God. Check. David wants to move the ark closer to him because he wants, he wants, he's desiring, he wants to be in God's presence. Check. They start moving the ark, and along the way, the oxen that were carrying it, they stumble. Now, the ark is something these guys respect, and they want to take care of it, but when Uzzah reaches out to make sure it doesn't fall, he gets struck down dead? Like, well, wait, what? What? Huh? So, what? 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 So, yeah, that, that was kind of my first response. Well, so after you kind of dig into the story, let, let's go back a little bit and let, let's see why this really happened. So, and when I say we're going to go back a little bit, let's go all the way back to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 10, verse 8. So here's, here's what that says. 
at that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the Lord's covenant, to stand before the Lord, to serve him, and to bless his name as it is today. All right. So, did y'all catch that? Yeah. So, right? Like, God God had set aside the tribe of Levi to carry the ark. So not only did he set apart a certain group of people to carry it, but it never mentions that it's okay for oxen to carry it. So reading that first passage, again in First Chronicles chapter 13, it sounds like they were just carrying the ark a little willy-nilly, right? And y'all know that our God is not a willy-nilly God. So yeah, that creates it creates a big problem. It creates a problem, but it creates a big problem. Um, now, when Mitch was sharing the story with us, he said something that really hit home with me. Mitch said, God wasn't looking for good intentions. God was looking for good obedience. <laughs> Dang, right? Like, Mitch said that, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so good. So Mitch also talked about how David didn't check what Mitch calls the playbook. So he did have good intentions. We're talking about David. He did have good intentions, but David didn't check to make sure that his good intentions were based on God intentions. Yeah, good. So we can actually see this in verse 1 uh, where it says, and this is again in, in chapter 13, First Chronicles, and this is what it says, David consulted with all his leaders. And again, if we read down a little bit in verse 4, it says, Since the proposal seemed right to all the people, the whole assembly agreed to it. Holy cow. Now, it does not mention that David consulted with God. Dude, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That hit me hard. Like, David consulted with all of his leaders. He consulted with all of his buddies, all of the the, the army guys. Like, all everybody that led something, David was like, hey, hey, what do you guys think about this? You think this is a good idea? You think we should move the ark? And, again, like, the whole assembly agreed to it. Um, but, man, like, I, I got to thinking about how often I have good intentions and I do many times seek the counsel from others knowing that what I want to do is to please and honor God, but am I leaving out the most important part? Oh, man. We can't do God things without first consulting God. Now, I know this sounds really simple, but sometimes our good intentions get in the way of that. Now, I also love that Mitch said, don't let our zeal take us to a place that God didn't lead. Oh my gosh, for me, that was just like, that was speaking right to me. And hey, so let's be honest, like I don't think that anybody had more zeal for God than David. I mean, let, let's let's look again, let's look at verse 8, and we're still in First Chronicles 13, but let's look in verse 8, it says that David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before God with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and cymbals and trumpets. Let's go. I need a tambourine just to kind of have around the house. That'd be amazing. 
But yeah, you heard that right. Like they were celebrating with all their might. I want that. I want to celebrate God with all of my might. But I also want that celebration and zeal to be directed in the way that is going to give God the most glory. So as we wrap up for today, I have two questions for you guys. One, are you celebrating with all your might the fact that you have God's presence living inside of you? And if the answer is no, why not? Like back when David, like in his time, like they had to, they didn't have the presence of God living inside of them. That's why they had the tent of meeting. Like they had the ark, like God's presence was something that they had to, they had to go to that. They didn't carry it around with them. If they were going to carry it around with them again, like that's, they would have to actually pick up the ark, but God's presence wasn't living inside of every single person. Like now we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So if you know Jesus, you've asked God into your life and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, are you celebrating that with all your might? Because David didn't. He did not have that. He actually had to put himself to be in the presence of God because he did not have the presence of God inside of him. But when he was in the presence of God, when he seeked that out, it says that him and all of Israel celebrated with all their might. Man, that's good stuff, right? So that's the first question. All right, second question I have for you. Is your zeal taking you in the direction the Lord is leading? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so sometimes our zeal needs to serve God, um, and not sometimes, but all the time, our zeal needs to serve God and not us. Now, okay, I know I said that we were wrapping up, but I wanted to share just one quick little snippet, one quick little story since we are talking about zeal and how sometimes it can lead us in the wrong direction. So, all right, one little quick little story. So when I was in college, uh, I played college softball. When I was in college, I played for a crazy, crazy lady, like crazy coach. I mean, she's crazy, but most of the time she's crazy in all the right ways. Like she's still crazy. Aline Hawkins, I love you, but you're crazy. You're crazy. You know this? You're crazy. So my coach was loud. She was funny. She loved to have a good time. And as players, we took full advantage of that. Like, it was amazing having a coach that was just down for pretty much most of whatever we did. So one of our favorite things to do when we would take road trips with the team, okay, hold on. Now, remember, this is back in the day when we took two vans to every away game. I mean, even when we played at Florida State. So we're traveling, yeah, from Greenville, South Carolina, to down to Florida State, playing a tournament. Yeah, van life was a little bit different. Um, and I, could, I could go on and on about, like, back in the day, but that's just something old people say, right? But anyway, we would be traveling down I-85, and we would, we would have – the driver of our van kind of pull up in the lane next to next to coach's van and we would get even with her van and and we would get her attention by blowing the horn like crazy so she would look over well when she did when she would actually look over we had a couple of us that would be mooning her van like <laughs> 
oh, I know, like crazy, right? Like it was a riot. Like she would laugh and, you know, of course we'd be very proud of ourselves because we were like, oh, we got you, you know, it was all in fun. Well, um, I mean, it was just like go, two vans going down the highway. I can't even imagine, like looking back on that, like if you were just happening to see like these two white, I don't think it had our school's name. I don't think it said Furman University. I don't know though. I can't remember, but how funny that you've just got some college girls like mooning some other college girls and the, the coach is just cracking up, laughing, thinks it's hilarious, right? And so, again, like it was one of the one of the ways that we just thought, man, this is this is so stinking funny. So we, we did it often. Um, so this, this was all well and good um, and, until we got a new coach. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you know how this is going to end, right? So needless to say... Uh, our new coach did not think that mooning was appropriate or funny. So, uh, needless to say, on our first away trip, it was uh, talk about a rude awakening um, for her. Yes, but for us as well, probably more so for her, but definitely for us. So, zeal is a good and powerful thing within the right boundaries. So, um, man. It, <laughs> If you're offended by that story, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We're, we're probably weren't destined to be friends anyway. But um, it was back in my younger days, and that was kind of our version of being wild. Like, we, we did all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't want to bore you with it, but some crazy things happened in those van rides. Uh, but we, what, what awesome, really cool, fond memories. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, crazy how some things change, and some things stay the same. Like that coach, like she's still crazy. Like I don't, I don't think she has kids mooning her now. I don't, I don't think she's down with that. But um, you know, at one point she thought that was a hilarious prank. So yeah, there it is. Um, Aline, if you're listening to this, like, hey, you're welcome for the trip down memory lane. You are welcome. So hey guys, I hope this was helpful um, and probably a little bit uh, distasteful. So. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys got as much out of Mitch's lesson as I did because I, I really thought it was really cool and, man, just just really neat. So um, good stuff, right? Good stuff. So I hope you guys have a great week, and here is to spending the rest of the week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.